Welcome to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number seven, where we will be covering Fantasy Island, the new Blumhouse film. I am one half of your duo, JP, podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania. And joining me tonight is your fantasy and mine, Miss Carly, podcasting also out of southwestern Pennsylvania. What's going on? Not much, not much at all. Just chilling, killing. We actually spent the whole day together, like literally the whole day, morning to night, and now we are here potting. So that is cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. We had quite the long day. Um, so we're not going to mess around too much. We're going to get into our weeks. We're going to get into some stuff that we watch. We will recap our Valentine's Day. We will talk about Parasite, a film that we watched uh, this past week, as well as our featured review of Fantasy Island, the new Blumhouse film. And we will tell you if it's worth checking out. Uh, it came out a week ago yesterday, so it's it's kind of a little behind on the schedule right now, but um, that was my fault, my fault to go into my week a little bit. Uh, I kind of messed up my sleep schedule and basically uh, pretty much Shot the bed. stayed up the entire night and went to work on the day that we were going to record. So uh, I was up like 30 some hours and I was like, I'm definitely not recording. Uh, and I basically did the same thing again, but you know, woke up at like midnight because my sleep schedule was messed up and then stayed up all night again, went to work and then came home and I was like, yeah, I, mean, I don't feel like we're recording. And then it just one thing after another. And then we were supposed to record last night. I had sort of a little emergency come up. So it was just, it was just a mess, just a mess. So basically my fault. Um, but uh, yeah, so this past week um, was kind of a, a crazy one for me. Just a lot of ups and downs and, and very busy. Like, you know, have to drive out to my mother's house and back and just, you know, that's kind of far away. And then I'm work. I worked like a couple different shifts, you know, and it was just hard to get in movies, hard to get in um, really anything. Uh, so that was my week. How about your week? Yeah, my week was, um, my week was kind of annoying, I guess, like at work, things have been kind of annoying on and off, and I'm I'm kind of in the same boat, I feel like I haven't had time to really watch movies, or I've just been too tired to when I get home, and it's just been annoying, but it's also because I've been, like, recording podcasts, too, and watching stuff just for podcasts, and then they all, you know, I do two other podcasts every month, or they're monthly and um we always end up deciding to record them like within the same two week period so i end up just watching movies for that but uh yeah i feel like i never for whatever reason i keep having to like run somewhere after work or you know the whole weekend this whole weekend i haven't really had any time to myself so i haven't been able to really watch movies and i've been like stacking up the movies again and i have a lot of stuff i would like to crack open and watch so it's been a little bit a little bit annoying because I actually have been in the mood to watch movies. I just haven't had the opportunity, but it is what it is. Um, you know, I think I'll have some more time probably coming up this week. But uh, yeah, just one of those weeks where not nothing too exciting has happened, but it's just a lot of bullcrap pretty much. You feel? Yeah, yeah. Um, then 
today we woke up early. Um, we went and ate some, ate, ate at this diner. Um, I got a Philly cheesesteak and you got chicken and waffles. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, like I've been to that diner before, like back when it was in the old building. Um, and I used to think it was pretty good, but honestly, like I didn't, I thought the food was kind of weak a little bit. I didn't really say anything, but I did. I, your chicken and waffles was kind of weak. My, mm. which I tasted yours and yeah, uh, you liked my Philly cheesesteak, but honestly, like I'm a pretty big critic of fi- like Philly cheesesteaks and I, my, it wasn't good. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, honestly, the chicken waffles was just kind of like, eh, I kind of wish I would have well, got something. It didn't even something. come with hot sauce, which I thought was very weird. Yeah, they didn't even have, like, hot sauce on the table, so I didn't bother. So You said it was in an old building? What do you, like, was it, like, the same? Because that one, that diner is obviously 50s style, so what do you mean by old building? Was it just, like, it the same? It was in a building. Type? There used to oh, be, a, I think there used to be a building there, or it was, like, further down the road or something. Well, I liked, I dug, like, you know, it's got that 50s style to it on the outside and the inside, but I had a critique, because they were playing modern music, and to me, that kind of killed the vibe a little bit. But, yeah, the food wasn't spectacular, but like I said, I wish I would have, I always play it safe and get, like, something basic. But even then, yeah, the chicken and waffles wasn't great, so. But I'm glad we tried it, because, you know, it's in our town, and there's a lot of restaurants that Mr. JP and I don't go to we just always end up winding up at the good old taco bell or something basic like that so yeah. well i, like I was actually, actually thinking about like starting to do some co- sort of like vlog series with the restaurants that we go to because like i don't know we like to try new things and and try different foods and different eat at different places and i always feel like I'm all, I guess it's just like being a podcaster and YouTuber, but I'm always thinking of content. Like, I'm just like, oh, this could be content. This could be content. And I feel like I just waste a lot of opportunities to make content. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll, we'll have to do that. Maybe create a little his and hers, uh, YouTube channel or something. Yeah, that would be, that would actually be pretty cool. And yeah. it should all be about eating. Cause I love eating. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, so, uh, but before we went and ate, we actually stopped at, so we have a drive-in in our town and, uh, for whatever reason, maybe just because the building that's, that they own, it, it used to be a radio shack. It wasn't radio shack. It was called TJ enterprise, but it was basically a radio shack, um, for years. And I, it, I used to, you know, get a lot of stuff there and growing up they always had the coolest like you know remote control cars and different things that was new and stuff like that and uh i basically um you know saw years ago that they kind of went out of business or at least like just stopped doing stuff but uh they also you know own the drive-in so they used like that building for storage too so i noticed that they were like selling all their posters um, mm-hmm. so as you know, when a, f- a theater or a drive-in gets a movie to screen, they send prom- posters, you know, you see them in the marquees and stuff like that to, you know, in the halls and stuff like that. And sometimes they'll send a couple, sometimes they just send one, sometimes they send a bunch to give out and stuff like that. But for whatever reason, um, this place decided to sell all their posters. And I noticed they did this a couple months ago. I don't know if you noticed or not. 
Um, well, yeah, actually, I was tagged in it by two high school friends. Um, tagged me in the post where they put that. But the day, the reason I didn't even bring it up is because it was the day we went to Living Dead weekend, so we couldn't actually go that day anyway. I remember. Yeah. So, uh, and I think they did it a couple times. Like they they sold the posters a couple times. Mm. So I think this was about like the third or fourth time they did it but we finally ended up being like like i just never noticed it until after it happened uh on their facebook page but we finally got in there and you could tell like at one point they probably had stuff from the 80s on maybe even Mm -hmm. the 70s on but it was pretty much mostly like picked through by the time we got there today um over the past like couple times but they i mean these people kept this p- driving has been open since like the, you know, probably the fifties at least, I would mm. assume. And um, so I- I'm sure they didn't probably have stuff from back then, or they probably auctioned like you know actually sold that manually over the years. But you know, I guarantee you. Well, I know they had stuff from the eighties because we still ended up seeing a couple things from the eighties uh, today. But I know they had to have like stuff from the 80s and definitely the 90s 2000s and you know 2010s um but most of the stuff that was there now was like 2000s 2010s and like minor 90s and it and what was left was like the stuff nobody really wanted um but we did find a couple of gems in there um so these are you know full theatrical size one sheet posters i believe i think they are they might not be um but they're definitely bigger than like the you know 18 by 24s that you normally see um, for movie posters uh, that you could buy on like Amazon and stuff like that, and 11 by 17s that you could buy on Amazon. Um, but I'll say this: um, I was really mad because I seen some dude find a original Slumber Party Massacre poster. Yeah, and I swear it was in a section that we looked at a million times. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> that made me so mad. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So, um, you know what? I'm kind of bummed I didn't get that Curse 2, po- or that Cur- Curse 2 poster. I-, I lost it. I forget where I put it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw a Curse 2 poster, and then, um, you found a Pet Cemetery 2 poster, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Which you ended up getting. Yeah. Um, I found a my soul to take poster which i didn't even open up and look at which is funny it might not even be my soul to take. no i did check to make sure it was but <laughs> i didn't even like look at it mm-hmm. um i also so i got a my soul to take poster i got a uh prom night three poster <laughs> which i've never even seen but i just it was one of the older ones yeah that was um, actually the first one i just picked up and unraveled and i was like oh they actually might have some cool stuff here i got a oh dude you know what i would have loved if they had an overlord poster yeah that would have been cool yeah damn that would have been cool um because i loved overlord but uh they had so i got a get out poster as well i actually grabbed the get out poster and this girl was like hey sir did you take the get out poster and i was like yeah and she was like, oh, I was going to take that. I just sat it there. And I was like, you know, I just didn't care. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you can have it. <laughs> um, but, you know, so, uh, you know, but she ended up finding another get out poster and she gave it to me, which I thought was really sweet. 
whatever. Um, and that what else did I get? Uh, Halloween two. Yeah, then some um, dude. Rip, like, yeah, some dude. Like, dude, how did that guy know we were looking for horror posters? It was yeah, that was creepy. I was. I wasn't really paying attention, and I saw he was like giving you all. He was like showing you all these posters all of a sudden. And I assumed you like told him or something. No, it was he weird, man. He must have been looking for horror posters and just assumed. No, like, dude, I think he was like literally looking to give them to us. It was weird. Huh. Because when you left, he came up to me and he's like, "Hey, is this a horror movie vacancy?" And I was like, yeah. I was like, it's actually not too bad. And he's like, oh, I don't remember that one. Huh. And I was like, he's like, here, if you want it. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, it was creepy. So what did I say I got? I got um, My Soul to Take. Yeah. Halloween 2 that is a little bit torn on the corner, which is okay. Whatever. It, it's Halloween 2. Yeah. Rob, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, not the original. Um, so I got My Soul to Take, Halloween 2. Uh, prom night four or three, mm. and what's the other one? Cabin fever. Cabin fever, yeah. Cabin fever, yeah. And there's two of those in there, so you'll get one of those. Hell yeah! And then what'd you get? I got the ring. Um, I haven't seen that movie in years, but I used to really love it, so I thought, oh, this is pretty cool. And then, of course, I got the Pet Cemetery 2-1, and I got uh, Annabelle Creation, because yeah. I like that movie, and I think that cover is actually pretty cool as well. Is there yeah. another? We're missing one, aren't we? There was another one you got. That would that would have been... I got three, you got five. I think you only named four. Uh, Halloween 2. Yeah. My Soul to Take. Yeah. Prom Night. Yeah. Cabin, Cabin Fever. Fever. And get out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. They were kind of overpriced, honestly. But like, I wish we would have got to go when there was like the stuff from the eighties and nineties. That would have been crazy. I probably would have spent my whole, like everything. (laughs) I know me too. Maybe it's it's like best that we did it. Yeah. It's like, I almost like since we were there I wanted to buy some stuff like uh, all those movies that I bought posters for I like but I would rather get older I like to display older movies on my walls which yeah, those I, things are, those things are so giant I barely I don't even think like I have my own apartment obviously but my wall space I don't have that much wall no, space you, these things are way too big to like you, there's really not I have no space for them but I, yeah. I, I figure I'll just find space for one of them and I'll just rotate it out once I get them framed like I'll put it up in a frame for a while leave it Mm -hmm. there and then I'll take it down and I'll get another frame and I'll put my second one up and I like to I rotate posters a lot anyway so it's kind of cool but um I was thinking back I was like dude if I felt like I was thinking of stuff from the night I was like dude if they had like Blair Witch Project or something like I would love that like if they had um you know, certain films I was thinking of from like the nineties and eight, like I, I just, it made me almost like want to just start buying posters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to get the little 11 by 17 ones because you can get so many of them because they're so tiny, you know, you can fit like a million of them on your wall. So like, I almost want to just buy a bunch of those. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's what those like, what do you the chrome shiny whatever ones that we bought at those conventions i have 
what do I have like I have six of them now and they they look really cool on the wall too so I do enjoy those ones and I I have room for more so those yeah, are the I ideal would like ones to get a couple more of those as well mm-hmm. um all right so uh, what is that? Is uh, that that's what we did today, basically? Um, and yeah. Then we, we did go to the movies today um, and see a couple. We did a double feature of uh, Brahms, The Boy Two, and The Lodge. The Lodge, uh, which you we you will hear next week um, on the show. Actually, probably later this week. We're probably gonna be posting two shows this week, but mm. uh, since we're late on this one, but you will hear that coming up. Um, along with some other stuff. So, uh, I guess to kind of also recap a little bit, uh, in reverse here, we also had the Valentine's day, um, you know, night that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, it kind of was a little bit of a fail, not going to lie. Um, and it, it, it's because of a couple of factors, um, one, I ended up having some family stuff that I had to do like during the day and it like took forever. And, um, I think that we didn't even get back to like 10 PM or something. Yeah, it was pretty, I, I think it was like nine, but still yeah. it was pretty, pretty late. So we and weren't I- as enthusiastic and, you know, we were kind of tired and, and, we still ended up having fun and getting, you know, something out of it, but we didn't exactly follow what we were going to do. So we did buy a bunch of food. We got um, two. I mean, dude, like these steaks were insane. They, they, they were these two T-bone steaks. Um, they're like probably like $16, $17 a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, they were super thick. Very Probably the nicest steaks I've bought probably me personally i had i had nicer steaks like one time when i was a kid um my uncle like got these crazy expensive steaks they were like it was like a 50 dollar steak or something um and he brought them in when he was like doing real well in life um and he he we and that that, to this day i think that was the best steak i ever had my pat made them Um, (laughs) that's when i found my love for steaks i was like i was like 10 or something Mm. Um, but yeah, so we got these T-bone steaks, we made like fettuccine Alfredo, um, we had some French fries and cheese, some mushrooms, which I burnt a little bit. Um, definitely not the best steak I ever made. I tried a different technique this time. It really wasn't like the best steak that I made. Um, but they were still pretty good. Yeah. And I like... I don't know. I like ate a lot of the French fries and the mac and cheese we had, oh, yeah, and we I kind of got mac full. and cheese instead of Alfredo. Oh yeah, yeah. We decided those look the mac and cheese looked pretty good, like the white cheddar mac and cheese. Um, that was pretty good. But uh, yeah, I ended up eating the steak pretty much the next day, and it was actually still good, microwaved. Actually, so. I didn't even heat mine up because I I only ate half of it because it was a huge steak. It was like gigantic. Yeah, um, I ate half of it. And then I, I ate the other half the next day. Didn't even heat it up, dude. Still super tender. So it was like it was actually like it might have been better. I don't it, like it might have mm-hmm. actually tasted better, which surprised me. Because um, sometimes it gets like gummy and you know like the fat gets all gristly and stuff like that. But there was very low fat on these to begin with, and but it turned out really good. Um, the poll that we had in the group page landed on spring and antichrist 
for the art house horror Valentine's Day theme. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't do that 100%. Uh, so we decided, uh, you know what? I don't feel like watching Anti. I honestly didn't think Antichrist and Spring were going to win, or else I wouldn't have paired them together. Um, because I had just watched Antichrist for the 22 shots, and I really didn't feel like watching it again, even though it was it's a great movie. I just didn't feel like watching it again. It's like two hours, plus our day had already been really long, um, and I just watched it like less than a month ago. Uh, so we decided, well, what's the second, the runner-up? Necromantic 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Which, I like those movies. They're rough, but I like them. But I had forgot, like... I like knew they were about like, you know, what you think they're about and that's, you know, necrophilia. But I forgot there's like other gross stuff that's happening too, like, you know, dead cats and gross organs and jars and stuff like that. I totally just forgot about all that. Like I everything was gross. Every single thing in that was gross. <laughs> and I, I thought that I forgot that like I and I could be wrong on this, but it's either this movie or another one of the, you know, disturbing movies. But I'm pretty sure there's, like, a scene where it's just, like, random footage of a rabbit being clubbed on the back of the head and skinned. Like, mm-hmm. its throat slit and then skinned like a real rabbit. I think that's in Necromantic, but it could be in something else. And, <clears throat> like, I, I as I as we popped it in, I also forgot that they were subtitled. I don't know why I forgot that, but I did. As we popped them in, you know, we're cooking food, and I'm like, oof. I already knew this was a bad idea to eat while watching Necromantic 1 and 2, but I thought it was, like, more of, like, a bad idea, like, funny, haha, like, oh, it's gonna be, like, gross while we're eating. I didn't realize that it was, like, actually stomach-churning, because we eat our steaks, like, nearly rare, too, so it's like, <laughs> uh, you know what, maybe this probably isn't the best idea, and I don't think, like, you don't even really know about them, so I was like, ah, dang, I think we should probably not watch these. Yeah, I mean, we were going to pause it while we ate, but even then, I didn't want to watch that and then be thinking about it while eating. And and yeah, also being, like, I sick. Can't... Like, I feel like I like if our stomachs were really full, because we overate because it was Valentine's Day and it was, like, a, a you know, a planned thing, like a planned dinner. So yeah. we overate more than we normally would, probably. Um, and, yeah, I was just like, no, nah, this is probably not the thing to do. Um, if we do that in the future, you know, next year and, and necromantic, we, we decided to give those another role. We'll probably, um, we'll start earlier in the day, watch those and then like eat or something, you know, not all in a row like that. Yeah. Um, so we ended up watching spring, which was part of the winning poll. So we at least did that. Um, so spring, what did you think of spring? I like spring. I thought it was, uh, interesting. It was one of those ones where you're wondering what the heck is going on the entire movie. And, uh, it, it, it definitely, I see why people, I, I, al- I always would see people around Valentine's day be like, Oh, this one spring, that's a unique Valentine's day type of horror movie. It's a love story. And I see why now I think it did fit that very well. Um, just the, overall tone of the movie I enjoyed as well so uh, I, I did like it it was a fun ride it was pretty uh, I would say unique and um, just certain effects in it I thought were really well done and yeah I dug it for the most part 
yeah, uh, Spring to me is like one of the best romantic horror films. Um, it has that whole like Lovecraftian thing going on. Um, with like the tentacle monster thing type thing. I don't know. I, I'm not big into Lovecraft, <laughs> but I, I do yeah. know like when it's Lovecraftian, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's actually Jeremy Gardner has a cameo in the beginning. He plays the friend, which we, I didn't plan that. that weirdly, or no, yeah, I know. That was weird. Cause yeah. I'd never really seen anything. That's one of those things that always happens. Like I never heard of someone in my life and then all of a sudden they pop up all over the place. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it it play. I like how it plays out. It feels like it w- a romantic movie. It truly does, and mm-hmm. but it's just got this like weird twist going on, and it's that's horror. Like it doesn't even feel like a horror movie per se. It's more so just got this one little dynamic to it that's making it spooky. What what I really really like about the movie is, um, it. It one, it's visually very well done. It, it's set in Italy. Italy, yeah. It's, I think Italy. I think um, it was. I was gonna say like Italy, and then I choked too because I yeah. couldn't remember. But yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, it, it's like these little this little villa thing that it's set in, like cliffside villa, which is really cool next to the ocean, and then. Um, you have this, uh, love story going on. And I think that the coolest thing about it is like with like 20 minutes left in the movie, um, the main character finds out the secrets of the other character and it's literally like 20 minutes of them talking about it. Like while out on like basically like a couple of last dates and Mm. just like discussing like what like the mythology behind it and like what could happen and what has happened and what, you know, the history of it. And I just think that that was an, an interesting way to kind of wrap up the movie. And then like the, there's really like no climax to this film. It, it kind of has like this moment, but it, because of how it ends, it's very, it's done very differently. And I actually liked that. Even when I first seen it, I was like, wow, I really like how they end that because it works perfect for the conflict. Um, but I know you were kind of like, what the F? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> pains me when that happens. It's like it's like listening to a song that per- purposely doesn't have like a resolution. It just builds and doesn't let up or anything like that, like slowly fall back down. That's how I felt with this movie because the movie's pretty long and then that ending happened and I was waiting for more more movie and then the credits roll so I'm like what the heck so I get it though I understand it works well for uh what's going on in that particular film but it just like it's one of those things where I feel like something is missing type of deal mm-hmm. so um anyway uh that was the first feature that we did um and I come in very high on spring I give it like an eight and a half out of ten uh, what did I don't even remember what I gave it. I gave it an eight out of ten, so yeah, right. I liked it. It's pretty close. Um yeah. and then we decided to watch um this is the one that I wanted to watch from the beginning. I was hoping this won the poll. Uh part of the you know, I'll love you when you're dead, but not in that way, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh and that was Return of the Living Dead Part 3, which is the love story one of the Return of the Living Dead. So Return of the Living Dead Part 1 uh, and 2 very kind of similar in tone uh and story. 
part three completely different in tone and story um it is a first of all it like oozes 90s to me Mm -hmm. um it definitely feels 90s uh just like return of living dead one feels 80s um but it also feels super low budget yeah like did you notice that at all yeah i did um this movie i never seen part two i've seen part one of course so I kind of just skipped on to part three. Obviously, I guess that doesn't matter. But um, yeah, this movie, honestly, I wasn't like paying like the most attention to this film. I feel like we were like talking a lot, and I'm bad at paying attention and multitasking with it. But uh, th- there was things I liked about it, things I didn't. I would like to rewatch it. Um, I do. I like the whole uh, you know love story element to it, uh, where something tragic kind of happens, and it's like dude tries to fix it and make it right and then it just makes things much worse i always like that type of thing because it's depressing and tragic in itself but well it's kind of interesting because this film actually so it's it's return of living dead mixed with pet cemetery almost yeah i was that's what i was gonna bring up that's like the best comparison for it but and I like that. Like I said, I like that because it's like you try to fix something in that way. It's never going to be exactly the same or what you want it. And I think that's creepy and sad and uh, disturbing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie, it's just got a weird vibe to it. It's, it's got that beginning scientific stuff that I mentioned to you multiple times I don't really like in movies too much i just get kind of bored with it and think it's annoying and if you know you know like when it's either i don't know scientists or like people working for the government or just like some undercover agency or something anything like that if that makes any sense gets on my nerves a little bit in movies but they that's not like the entire focus of the film so that wasn't a huge issue it's just one of those things i was like oh god it's gonna be one of those films so overall, I, I did enjoy this one. I just would like to rewatch it eventually, though. I actually, in. when I first seen this one, I rented it from Elmo's when I was a kid, and uh, I didn't like it at all. Um, I thought really? it was so lame. And the cover I thought was cool looking. It's basically this chick, Melinda Clark, who has like glass and spikes and nails and all kind of stuff sticking out of her skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, it's such a weird thing, honestly, because like, so she turns into a zombie basically, but it's like the slow one where they're like, you know, slowly getting uh, from the trioxin. It's like slowly taking over their body, like in Return of Living Dead, where they, you know, um, Tom Matthews and Clue uh, Gilliger? Is it Clue Gilliger? Is that the. Which one's Clue Gilliger? No, Clue. Uh, that's not Clue. Um, I forget which one. Anyway, the the two, um, is it Frank? Yeah, I believe Frank. Frank. Yeah. Uh, the two of them slowly start, you know, turning into zombies, basically. So it's kind of like that. But um, Melinda Clark, um, is to stop her hunger, she starts like jabbing herself with like needles and you know spikes and cutting herself and you know sticking metal through her skin and stuff like that like through her face and her lips and her cheeks and stuff it's like very sadomasochist and it was kind of just a weird spin on it and i think it was just an an excuse to make melinda clark look all hot and have her 
boobs all out. And <laughs> right. She, I don't know, man. She was even when I was a kid, she was like super freaking attractive, and I hate redheads. Yeah, I don't know. I thought she was all right, and I guess so. Um, but yeah, directed by Brian Yuzna, um, who you might know from Society, which is probably I'd probably say his best film. Um, he also did The Dentist, which is one of my favorite films from him. Um, uh, he did Beyond Reanimator, I th- or no, did he do Bride of Reanimator? Um, here is the list of some stuff that Brian Yuzna did. Society, Bride of Reanimator, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Return to Living Dead 3, uh, Necronomicon, Book of the Dead, The Dentist, uh, Progeny, The Dentist 2, Faust, Beyond Reanimator, Rottweiler, and Ambitions, Creatures of the Deep. Um, but y- Yuzna's pretty cool. He, I- I've always liked his um, style and stuff like that. Um, he also wrote From Beyond, which is pretty cool. Uh, That's cool. And he has ties to the um, Honey, We Shrunk the Kids series, which is funny. He wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is funny. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, so Yuzna, pretty cool. Return of Living Dead 3. I'm actually, it's like weird. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of this movie. Although like I didn't like it the first time I seen it. I've seen it probably like in my life, like 10 times. <laughs> um, and most of them came from the Vestron video Blu-ray that I have because I watched it like with the commentary and then I watched it for the review and I probably watched it again cause I forgot to review it. Um, so, you know, like. <laughs> four four three or four times uh you know just from that blu-ray uh but i i I give it an eight out of ten um i i go back and forth i think i've been as high as 8.5 as low as a seven um but yeah i kind of fluctuate on it i just think it's a fun movie honestly yeah i just i gave it a seven um i think it's pretty solid for what it is like I said, I would like to rewatch it though eventually one of these days too. Also, the uncut version on the Vestron is actually like quite a bit more gorier, so um, that's worth seeing too. Um, with that said, that is our Valentine's Day. We had fun; it was cool. Um, next year we'll maybe do something different. I don't know. Maybe we'll watch two other horror movies i mean there, there really is like an endless amount of like uh loves a uh, hell like i feel like a couple more came out this year <laughs> you know um so, yeah like romance horror type stuff so uh we'll we'll check back with that and uh yeah i guess what do we do next what stuff that we watch this week yeah sounds good to me uh, if you want to go first all right i really barely watched anything this week um first up i uh watched the invisible woman woman that is not the invisible man um watch that saving that for uh invisible man which we do in like a week and a half yeah yeah see i like i figured i would go ahead and watch i've seen uh the invisible man and i've seen the invisible man returns and uh that's it's i believe so i figured i would go take this opportunity since the new one's coming out and we are actually seeing the original in the theater here uh to go ahead and watch the other ones i haven't seen hopefully i can get you know the other two i think there's like two other movies maybe. i mean honestly dude you should check out hollow man 
Oh yeah, I forgot. I keep forgetting about because that, that one is like the, um, like the the first attempt at a reboot. Mm-hmm. And it, was, I actually really like it. Was that maybe like actually intended to be like related to the Invisible Man, or was it just like ripping off the idea? Like, was it actually? Um, I actually don't remember. I don't think it was like supposed to be linked, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like considered like a remake or anything like that. But um, it has a like it has Kevin Bacon in it. Like he's the lead. Yeah, I, I did know that. But yeah, I didn't. I've seen like the trailer for it. That's about it. I've never seen it, so I would like to try to check oh, that. So it is technically inspired by H.G. Wells' novel, The Invisible Man. So oh, cool. So it's an adaptation. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, Invisible Woman, uh, you know, this one was alright. It was, like, more, uh, hokey, funny, and trying to be funny in a way, instead of horror. It's more, like, sci-fi comedy, I I guess you can say, um, where a woman becomes invisible instead of, you know, the Invisible Man, and they kind of test out the invisibility on her, and then she, like, go, you know, there's just scenes where she has, like, a boss who's an a-hole, so she, like, goes and kind of torments him a little bit, and... Stuff like that. Um, yeah, this one, like I said, it's more kind of trying to be comedic in a way, and uh, that comedy elements from that time period doesn't always work for me. So in this one, it kind of came off as a little cheesy, but I thought it was a fun movie at least. Um, just a you know, fun little film. Nothing super exciting about it, in my opinion. Um, have you you've seen that one, didn't you? When you did that, you did them all for your Thirty One Days of Horror that one year. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't really care. I don't think I cared for any of them, really. Any of the Invisible Men movies. How many is there? I I, I just said uh, I think there's there's Invisible Agent. I know there th- that, and I think there might be one more after that as well. Did you uh, watch Invisible Man Returns? Yeah, I watched that one a while back. I don't remember it a whole lot, but that I actually enjoyed that one as yeah, well. I think I I think I, I, I might have liked that one. I don't think I like the Invisible Woman, and I think the Invisible Agent sucked too, mm. because it was like it took it out of like the horror and it was like action. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like. I, I hate when they try to just change up the whole entire genre to begin with. But yeah, Invisible Woman, it was all right. Um, then after that, I watched uh, The Wild Bunch, which is not a horror movie. It's actually a western. I watched that for the uh, Cellular Sections podcast, which just recorded yesterday actually so that should be out here soon um that one i tried to watch twice um it's a pretty long two and a half hour movie uh i i don't know it wasn't really for me i wanted to try to check out more westerns because i've always been intrigued just by the style of them and i kind of wanted to get into them so i did watch this and uh you know derek picked that one and we actually had dave parker on the episode it's one of his favorite movies of all time so uh, he contributed quite a lot to the episode because he had a lot to talk about with it but it's one of those ones i would you know think i would have to rewatch another time to really fully take it in because there's a lot of just underlying details to it there's a lot of characters and just um a lot of sort of lessons within it but it's kind of hard to take it all in the first time around there were stuff there was stuff i liked about it like the violence and uh just certain uh scenes where stuff goes down but besides that um i wasn't super into it this time around but you know in the future maybe a few years if i rewatch it i might like it a little more um then after that i watched uh the texas chainsaw massacre the original texas chainsaw massacre 
which I'm doing for the podcast I'm doing with, uh, or the uh, Movie versus Movie podcast. Uh, we're recording that tomorrow, actually. Um, so what is it versing again? Uh, the remake. Oh yeah, that's good. Which I watched as well, good. but yeah, yeah. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What can you say? It's a great classic movie, uh, especially you know for that time period. It's definitely one of the best when you really think about that. Um, Great, great film. Uh, I love it. I've watched it multiple times throughout my life. Um, that's when I think I saw it for the first time when I was 13 and really enjoyed it. But, And then the remake, um, I think that one is uh, pretty great as well for different reasons. I think they're very different movies, just the way the stories are done. They're not uh, super similar, but I think they're both done uh, great in their own respects. So uh, that's a good one as well. And then... Yeah, that's actually it. The last thing I watched was Parasite, so and you know we'll talk about that a little bit, but all right. that's all for me. So, um, one thing. Uh, so there is uh, after the Invisible Agent, there is the Invisible Man. Um, uh, the Invisible Man's Revenge. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I knew there. I thought there was two more. So, all right then. Yeah, and there's also even. Um, the Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man. Okay, I don't think I watched that one yet either. Yeah, but the, actually, in the uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, there's like a really cool Invisible Man moment at the end of the end of the film. It's like one of the coolest things that, um, like one of the coolest parts of the the Universal series. Um, but yeah, so I've seen all those. I don't really remember, uh, but I think the Invisible Man's Revenge at least takes it back to like the horror roots, which is cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, all right. So let's see here. I mean, dude, uh, let's see. I watched, um, first up, I watched first love the, uh, like 90th or like fucking damn it. <laughs> there's, there's my one F word Watson. Yeah. Um, the like hundred and like third or something film from Takashi Miike. Um, it's his newest film. Uh, it came out last week from Wellgo USA. I meant to review it on last week's show, but I just kind of ran out of time. Uh, this one has a lot going on. We have a boxer, like an uh, a, a, a boxer who learns that he has a brain tumor and he's pretty much gonna die. Uh, we have a crooked cop. We have like this yakuza member. Um, we have a Chinese gangster, um, we, with, um, one, one of his arms missing, uh, and a, like, femme fatale who's in here, and, you know, then we have this Chinese prostitute, or, uh, sorry, Asian, uh, Japanese prostitute, uh, who is hooked on drugs and kind of has, um, visions of her, uh, father, who is you know stalking her in in these like this like ghost like thing uh and you have like this heroine um it's like a crazy like crime film mixed with like just some craziness um because it has all this other stuff in it too like even a little bit of horror with the like ghost stuff um and it's basically the the boxer with the brain tumor finds out he's gonna die uh basically gets in, in thrown in the middle of this thing because he just decides to try to help the prostitute um who's you know um running from the cop and it basically you know she's he's like screw it since i'm gonna die anyway and you know they end up going on this wild and wacky adventure together um this movie is like 
kind of insane. There's even a part where a dude gets shot and like the heroin like flat like also gets shot, so it like <laughs> the powder goes everywhere. And like the 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 heroin addict is like trying to snort it off of like his clothes, and then like he's like, "Oh yeah, that feels nice," because like it's on his crotch and he's like yeah you know what never mind he's like what are you doing and he's like never mind keep going and he's like then he starts stuffing like his wounds with the heroin and stuff it's just ridiculous it's ridiculous um there's actually even like an animated scene involved um just like out of nowhere i think it was you know because of the uh what's happening on screen might have been a little bit hard to pull off but yeah there's like all this yakuza and gang stuff there's you know like fighting and and shooting and all kind of stuff um i really liked it it was a little bit hard to follow at times because there was so much going on like this person's like intercepted a massive shipment of drugs and you know this dude's an idiot and a sociopath and like his plan didn't work and you got this sex worker who sees her dad's ghost and the boxer with his thing and then the femme fatale is like killing this dude and it's just like uh just like a crazy it's almost like a has like noir elements it's like really like a hodgepodge of movies but i really liked it uh i thought i gave it like a seven and a half i thought it was pretty solid um takashi miki is a fun director uh it was it was a little long it went on kind of long um but other than that i i I pretty much digged it um and then after that um we like i said we watched the two valentine's day films uh and then what the hell did i watch um after that i watched igor and the lunatics which i caught on tubi uh that's a 1985 film uh trauma basically this cult um you know gets released and and wrecks havoc um there's like a pretty cool um there's some like decent gore in it and stuff it's kind of sleazy you know pulling girls shirts off and cutting them up with a saw and stuff like that but it was it was fun um very very eh you know it wasn't great i thought it sucked yes (laughs) it's crap it's definitely crap but yeah um then uh i which by the way first First Love was a Blu-ray, so that did count for the collection. Igor and the Lunatics, like I said, watched on Tubi. Then I got uh, opened up another DVD um, that I hadn't watched before, and that was uh, a Blu-ray of Once Bitten. It's a double feature from Scream Factory with um, Once Bitten and what the hell was the other one? Uh, I can't remember what the other uh, film in there is, but it's Once Bitten and another uh, like vampire love story thing, but I think it's from the 70s. Mm. Um, Once Bitten is uh, actually very enjoyable. I, I really like the movie. Uh, it follows Jim Carrey, and he is playing like a virgin like college student who's just trying to get laid with his girlfriend, and it's not working out. So he decides to go to his club and do this speed dating thing, wh- where he meets like this countess vampiress who uh, needs virgin blood, and she basically takes him back to the house and seduces him, and then he's all in trouble with his girlfriend. It's a comedy, um, but it has like this like thick, like funky layer of cheese. Um, which I really appreciate. Um, 80s cheese is, is good cheese and, uh, it, the once bitten is definitely super cheesy and it's like a super toned down Jim Carrey. Like he, he, like he has these little bit of Carryisms, but it's like super mellowed version of Jim Carrey. He hadn't fully realized himself yet. 
Um, but I, I really actually liked it. I gave it a seven. Yeah, I dug that one. It was fun. Um, and then after that, uh, I watched, um, I actually had already opened this and watched it before, but, um, another Blu-ray that I had, which is Howling 2, uh, Your Sister is a Werewolf. Honestly, like, I don't really care for this movie, to be honest. Um, I actually have a DVD copy that's an MG, the old MGM DVD that's just been sitting in my collection for years since I've had this Blu-ray. Um, don't know what to do with it. Ooh. Um, yeah and uh so yeah you were your sister's a werewolf um i don't know man it's just i just it, it has like the cool 80s like cheese to it a little bit too but i just i don't find any of the characters interesting or i think it could have benefited from honestly having like a couple teenagers thrown in there like have them be the leads instead of the this like old dude and uh there's some cool like nudity in it it's kind of known for this like sybil danning um nude scene in fact like in the credits it like literally plays it on loop where she tears her shirt off with like the music um like it literally is a loop of her tearing her shirt off in the, during like the end credits um but yeah so that's kind of a the famous scene from this film um and she's she's in this like super sexy like leather thing that she's wearing so sybil danning uh, you know, sort of a legendary nude scene there, but I, I, I don't really like the Howling too. I, I gave it a, you know, it's still passable, but I gave it a six out of ten. Hmm. Um, and then I watched, shoot, I guess the only other film that I watched, um, that was from '85 as well. Um, I, I watched one more 1985 film, and it is a, uh, film that I'm actually a pretty big fan of. We actually reviewed it on the podcast before, um, and I did happen to own the Blu-ray, and I have seen it before, so this doesn't count as an unwatched title for me, um, but it is The Doctor and the Devils, um, and this stars Julian Sands, he's in there, um, but it is an awesome, awesome period piece, um, and it follows uh, a group uh, of like hoods in the 1820s uh edinburgh uh which they it basically it's burke and hare so if you're familiar with the burke and hare story um it's basically about grave robbing and i've always loved just the like feel of this movie where you have uh like everybody in this town is like poor like just like poor 1820s like uh, drinking and dirty and like the streets are gross and you know the pubs are gross and you know these people are still in these corpses and and selling them to um this professor who's trying to do research and stuff um but then they start you know they start murdering people because they're fresher because he they take they do the grave robbing and the the uh professor is like you know these aren't fresh enough these aren't fresh enough so they start to kill people because then they're like ex they're fresh because they just died um so yeah very 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 awesome movie i've always liked this one i was actually shocked at how much i liked it when we reviewed it on 22 shots like way back in the day like such a random episode this one was because it's not like a known or popular movie and it's not like um cult really so mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I am at like an eight to an 8.5 on that one. It's always, it's always been a 
highlight for me. So that that's definitely a contender for my 85 list, I would say. Cool. But there are a lot of good – I mean, I don't even know if I could say it's a contender because there's yeah. – I mean, my list is like nearly set in stone um, yeah. from the very beginning before I even watched anything. <laughs> um, it was probably the, the – 85 is probably the most like – you already know. Yeah, like it's probably the most basic list ever, which we're, I think we're doing that show in when? May? Yeah, I was told April. Oh, then it's late April. By you, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that is all that I watched this week. Cool. Pretty cool. So I guess we can move along. Um, you want to talk about Parasite real quick? Yeah. So the other night we went to go to the movies to see The Lodge on opening night. Yeah. And The Lodge is a film that came out late, or, you know, at some point last year, hit the festival circuit, got some really good reviews and got actually a wide release. Uh, so we went to go see that. Uh, when we got there, they basically was like, hey, there's like some technical difficulties. It might be a little bit. So we wait there, um, and I listened to this dude. When you went to the bathroom, I listened to this dude talk about um, rap, um, mm. horror movies, and cars in like a five-minute, ten-minute span. Like he started off with talking about like Eminem and NF. Uh-huh. He started going into like Beastie Boys and NWA and MC Ren and he's like talking about this dude. Like the dude was weird, but he knew he did was kind of knowledgeable. Um and then he was like by the time he got the cars I like completely tuned out. Yeah. Uh but uh, yeah, so uh you know, we waited a while and then he uh the dude came out and was like, "Hey, you know, we don't uh we're not going to be able to like um, show the movie tonight. Do you guys want to pick another movie to go to? Um, there was a list. Uh, I was either thinking like Sonic, just out of general curiosity. Um, we could have saw The Boy 2, but I wanted to get a chance to see The Boy 1 first because I, I had seen it before, but it had been a while since it came out, basically, and I completely forgot the movie. Which, mm. by the way, spoiler alert, I ended up not doing <laughs> when we finally <laughs> did go to see The Boy 2. Um, and then there was like a film called uh, The Call of the Wild, which I don't know what it's about, but I, it's called uh, The Call of the Wild, which I assume it's in the wilderness. And there's a dude in a raft with his dog. And I'm like, that is, seems like an adventure and I want to watch it. Um, so I will find a, I will probably get to the theater at some point and see that. Um, mm-hmm. I know you have zero interest, but F you, yeah. I'll do what I want. Okay, whatever. Um, so I don't care. the other film on the list was a film that we just never got to. So we were like, you know what? Let's actually check this out. Um, it's not going to be in theaters too much longer. Uh, it is the best picture winner of the 2019, 2020 Oscars, the, the newest Oscars. Uh, and that is Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Yeah. So we decided to go check that out. And there was there was this black dude there who was basically like, yo. Because I made a joke. I was like, <laughs> you know this film's subtitled, right? And she's like, ah. And then he's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's like, there's words on the screen, but it's not that big a deal. And I'm, like, was... I'm like, bro. I was like, yeah, we watch a lot of subtitled films, man. <laughs> and I was so mad. He's like, but it's effing great. And he's like, this is my third time seeing it. Like, he this guy went to go girl. see The Lodge, and then mm. his, like, basically, 
uh, you know, he couldn't see it, and he could have picked any movie on there, and he, his this decision was to see Parasite for a third time out of, out of anything on that list. Yeah, that says something. Yeah. Uh, so we go and sit down, and Parasite starts, uh, subtitled. Uh, we I actually probably chose poor seats for a subtitled film, considering yeah. there's a bar right in our face. <laughs> we like right where sit- the subtitles yeah. pop up. We like sitting at the top, but like some of the some of the theaters, because there's like tw- I think there's twenty screens at that theater. Yeah. At least. Um. So, th- like some of them have like bars at the top of like, like it's weird. But sometimes it's bad to sit at the very back, which we we like to sit at the very back most of the time. But sometimes it's bad. Um, and yeah, so what's up with Parasite? Ah, uh, you mean what? What is it about? Or what do I think of it? Whatever. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll run down what it's about. Um, which is something I'll say right off the bat was uh, surprise. I, I saw nobody at all really saying what this movie was about. They're all just saying, oh, this movie's so amazing. And that's what made me really want to go see it. Because usually, by that point, you know every detail about a movie before you even see it. But it's like no one was really saying. So I thought that was kind of cool. But to give a brief rundown, I'll just read what's on IMDb. Greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. That still doesn't really give away the entire thing but um yeah i like this movie quite a bit uh i honestly when we sat down and started watching it um uh, i wasn't really feeling having to read subtitles honestly despite you know me just getting mad that that guy (laughs) told me it's not a big deal but um i was kind of like you know because we came to see a different movie that wouldn't have been subtitled and this you know parasite's like over two hours long too so we sat down, we started watching it, and I'm kind of thinking, like, oh, man, I don't know if I can really sit through this whole thing. It's, you know, I don't even know what's going on exactly at the beginning. But as the movie progressed and when the story started to play out, um, I fell more and more in love with it. I could see why uh, people were speaking so highly of it. It shot very well. The music, is, or the score, rather, is fantastic throughout the entire film. Um, just... There's a lot of great beats of comedy in it, too, that are actually pretty funny. I wasn't really expecting that, but, uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was uh, very solid. Um, like I said, I didn't know what I was going to... I thought I was going to be disappointed by it a little bit, uh, just from the initial beginning part, but then if you just sit and take it all in, it's actually really, really good. So, that is my opinion. What is yours? Um, yeah, so Parasite was really good. Um, I think that, like, the classism thing is, is, you know, right there for you to explore and, and kind of sink your teeth into. Uh, it's, you know, there right off the bat. Um, but I think that, like, the strength of the film comes from the performances, honestly. I thought that everybody, like, kills their role. Yeah. Um, and I really, I really dig, like, like there was actually the scene where they're in the house um and the you know family comes home like I actually found that pretty tense like I was mm-hmm. like kind of on the edge of my seat um and then it's beautifully shot for sure uh there's a, there's some great cinematography in it some great uh you know things and and you know as, as somebody who's recently watched a bunch of Bong Joon-ho films uh I could say that that comedy exists in all of his movies um, there is these offbeat 
comedic moments in in all of his films and and the first film that i watched at his uh mem- memories of a murderer murder mur- memories of a murder is like a super like you know serious subject mattered film it's about mm-hmm. you know a serial killer basically uh, who like rapes and kills women um but there's still like tons of the beats of comedy in it and um uh all all of his films have that comedy uh, which I think is like a staple to his, it, it, I mean, I've only seen four of his films, but I, the four that I've seen all have it. Um, and I think that he just is very talented. Uh, I, I if I'm being a hundred percent honest, this is my least favorite of his films. Um, I think it's his second best though. Um, it's my, it, it's definitely his second best I would say, but it's my, it's probably my least favorite. Um, there are some really, really, um, good moments in this movie and I like what it's saying. Um, it might have got a little overhyped for me. I I don't know. I don't know if that affected my enjoyment, if I was expecting a little bit more out of it. Um, but I think that it's a very good movie and, um, I think that there's stuff in it that is, can be talked about and analyzed like, like the stuff with the classism. Um, but what was that? What, what I, there is something I mentioned that I was like, um, didn't make sense or something like, I don't even know what it was, but I couldn't, do you remember? I don't know if I was joking or not. Uh, is it the Morse code thing or no? The, no. Uh, um, yeah, the Morse code thing was a little ridiculous. I thought, I thought that whole thing was a little bit ridiculous. I, I agree. It was a little like too much, like not realistic at all, yeah. but um, what didn't make sense? I don't I, know. I mean, th- there was some stuff in there that was a little, a little outlandish for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked the, I liked the whole setup. How like they're infiltrating the family. Like, okay, the first the son, then the daughter. That like it, it was kind of fun seeing how that all played out and and stuff like that. Um, but you know, and then it, it was actually very sad. There's very sad moments in it. Like even the flood, the flooding is really sad. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, you know, the final, like, you know, the kind of final climax thing that happens. And I actually really liked how it ended. I, I will give it that. That was one of the strongest points for me. Um, but yeah, it's a very good movie. You know, not, I don't even really want to say this cause I'm very happy for this director because like he's made some great movies and honestly, like memories of a murder is very good. Um, but Dude, I think the Joker's better. Just gonna say it. Yeah, um... Yeah, I don't know. They're very different films. Do you mean just, like, shot-wise, or just, like... I just think it's a better movie all around. It's... Mm -hmm. I think Joker beats it in every aspect, probably. I think Um, Joker definitely connects with me more with just the messages and the, you know, you know, messages on society and mental health and all that stuff. So I I do kind of agree with that. Um, This one, like I said, is very different. It's uh, to me, this one's more of an entertaining film. It's got comedy. It's had a few moments where I teared up. So it's I don't know. In a way, when I think really, if I had to choose one. It's hard to say. I feel like they're kind of neck and neck, but for different, because they're so different, it's hard for me to really compare which one I would say I like more. See, the one thing that I, like, you know, I was thinking back and I'm like, this guy, like, really gets mad at, like, when people say he stank. But, like, 
I say you stink all the time and you don't get that offended. I get pretty upset, honestly. Upset enough to kill a man? Um, one day, one day it's gonna <laughs> like really rub me the wrong way and I might, so. Yeah. No, um, but I do, I actually do agree with you. Like that <laughs> element to the movie and the Morse, like those small uh, I mean, I get it. Know, He's like had a rough go and like. Mm-hmm. He's constantly put down, and he's constantly, in, which they, they don't do a, a ton of examples of that, which you normally get. But you're just supposed to understand that, like, he's had it rough. Like his, him and his family have had it rough for probably their whole lives, and you know, mm-hmm. um, the whole, you know, seeing it firsthand, like the classism aspect, you see, like how cushy these people are living. So, I, I get what they're trying to say, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I gave Parasite a solid eight and a half out of ten. Um, but for me, Joker was the best film of the year last year, personally, for me. I guess technically, Joker would win for me because I gave that one a ten out of ten, and I did give I actually gave Parasite a nine point five out of ten. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, but Boong Joon Ho, or yeah, yeah, he's really awesome. Um, I would actually be curious to see all of his films. I don't know how many more he's done, but he's a great director. And I love what he said about how, like, you know, um, you know, being able to read subtitles can, you know, letting your guard down enough to just give the subtitle films a chance and you open your world to like a whole new realm of cinema and stuff. I don't know what his exact quote was, but I, I like that speech that he gave. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that was our experience on Parasite. Um, and, uh, I guess now time for the main event. We checked out Blumhouse's Fantasy Island and it actually was funny. Um, I saw Rob from Georgia in 22 shots group post, uh, a thing because of the, I believe Dawn of the Dead, uh, 79 announcement of the 4k. He said, you know, what's your favorite Island horror? And I, and I was like, thinking and I was like holy crap we just seen an island based horror film and I started thinking of all these island based horror films dude the island based horror film is a very underrated location setting and theme for a horror film I really like the island setting yeah I would I would agree any movie I've seen where it's set on an island I do enjoy because just the idea of you're on an island and it's very isolated and if you need to get off that island, you might be screwed. I do like that concept. And it's utilized in different films in different ways, too. It's not always, like, the same plot of film. So you yeah, can do different just, things. Sometimes it's just the... Sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do other than it's just, you know, that's where it's... Where they're at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, I like... Uh, like, dude, I, I didn't realize how many awesome movies are set on an island. Um, children shouldn't play with dead things is one that I was thinking of that is, is really cool. Um, that both of us really enjoyed when I was watching 76 mm-hmm. moves, 72 moves. Was it 72? Yeah, dude. Oh we yeah. Don't, that made we my don't top, make a joke about 76 moves. <laughs> that made my top 10 of 72. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember when we were watching that, we were prepping for 72 moves. There you go. Um, Serpent in the Rainbow. It's the it's Haiti. So technically, Haiti is like part of a bigger group of like it's one island, but it's like one country on the island. But technically, it's an island. Um, you know, Car- Caribbean. 
Um, the Island from 1980. <laughs> That's a pretty fun one. Uh, I know. I still know what you did last summer. One of my favorite island setting films, uh, just because it, it it truly feels like that tropical, like Bahamas, like rainstorm hurricane thing. Like I like that vibe. Yeah. That it has, even though the plot is pretty dumb. Um, what are some other island faves? I mean, I just watched the Slayer. I believe that was an island that they're that on. Is an island. I th- isn't April Fool's Day an island as well? Yeah, I think I think it might be. Yeah, um, I think there's one. a what's the other island? Uh, the um, American Gothic, I think, is an island film, which is that one's fun. I've never seen that one. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, what other island films are there, dude? There's a there's that a Sweetheart ton. movie from last year was one. <laughs> what Sweetheart? Oh yeah, Sweetheart. That. Yeah, that one wasn't like great, but it was. It was set on an island. Um, what else? What else? What else? I'm trying um, to think. I I keep thinking of movies where they're like, we have to get off this well, island or something. There's King Kong. Oh yeah, true. Skull Island. Is Jaws set on? Is that an island they live on? Jaws? Uh, no, I think that's more like. Is it? Is it an island? Amity Island? Or I know. I think it's like filmed like technically on an island. I don't know if that's supposed to be okay, where they Here we go. But... I found a huge list of island horror films. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So uh, I'm going to list off some of these. Let me know if you've seen them. Zombie 4. No. Uh, it's good. Um, it's not great. Uh, actually, it's. I'm thinking of Zombie 3. Zombie 4 is kind of not good, but it's fun. Um, American Gothic, which I mentioned. Uh, and then there were none, which I've never seen. Nope, me either. Uh, never none. even heard of it. Anthropopagus, which is good. Never seen it. Um, April Fool's Day, also good. All right, there you go. Battle Royale, also good. Very good. Never, never seen it. Uh, Beast of Blood, never seen it. Nope. Black Rock. Nope. Never, never seen that one. The Black Waters of Echo Pond, that's okay. Never seen it. <laughs> Bleeders. That one's fun. Never seen it. That's from 97. Uh, Blood Tide, Blood Lust. There's Blood Tide and Blood Lust. Haven't seen either of them. Then in Bloody New Year, wasn't that one set on? Yep, that's the very well? next one. That's okay, I was got, that's why I was wondering if it was. Okay. Uh, the Breed. That's a fun killer dog movie. Michelle Rodriguez is in that. Never seen it. Brides of Blood. That's part of the Blood trilogy. Not very good. Um, I can't even read the title of that one. <laughs> uh, Cabin Fever Patient Zero. Have never seen it, but apparently it is uh, set on an island. Hmm. Uh, the Call of Cthulhu. Island. Children of the uh, Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. Island. Club Dread. Yeah. Island. I haven't seen any. Or I haven't seen Club Dread. Uh, Cold Skin. I've seen that. That's an island. Yeah, me too. The Lighthouse. Island. Yeah. Oh, Don't, yeah. Dark Island, never seen. Dark Waters, never seen. Just stop me if you've seen any of these. Um, Tokugawa, never seen. Devil Hunter, never seen. Doom Watch, I have seen for 72 moves. It wasn't good. I don't remember. I don't even think I saw whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy Mills, never seen. Dungeon of Harrow, never seen. Eugene, never seen. Um, I don't even know what the heck that is. Never seen it. Um, Foes, Fear Island, never seen it. Um, 
let's see, uh, Fog Island, uh, Food of the Gods, that one's fun. Uh, the, I, I actually, I bought that one, I have it on DVD, I haven't watched it yet, though. The Tribe, never seen it, Frankenstein Island, never seen it, From Hell It Came, I recently picked that up, but I've never seen it. A Game of Death, never seen it, Grabbers, that one's fun. I have that one, too, I, I've seen it. Grave Bandits, uh, Hammer of the Vampire, Have a Nice Weekend, Horror Island, Horrors of Spider Island. Man, there is a lot of these. I'm going I'm to quickly just pick ones to highlight a few. Uh, Hour of the Wolf, that's good. That's Igmar Bergman. House of the Dead, um, not good, but, but <laughs> you know, whatever. Humanoid, hum, hum, humongous. I actually enjoyed that one. That's a slasher. Uh, I Eat Your Skin, I Walked with a Zombie, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Island of Death, that one's kind of fun. Um, uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau, The Island of Lost Souls, uh, The Island, <laughs> The Snake People, uh, It's Alive, 3, Island of Alive. Um, I should watch those, the It's Alive movies. Um, Jack Frost 2, totally forgot that was an island. Jaws 4, uh, Crocodile 1 and 2, Jurassic Park, all, a lot of the King Kongs, The Lighthouse, uh, Mentango, which was good. They Nest, that one's awesome. And that's pretty much it from the ones that I know. So there is a ton of island horror. There's even, there's probably even another 20 on that list that I just never heard of. I know, Yeah, I've never heard of half of those. Yeah. I've actually seen a lot of those, surprisingly. Yeah. Alright, so, let's get into Fantasy Island. Do you got a synopsis on this? I do. Um, let's see. Okay. The end... The eccentric Mr. Rourke makes the secret dreams of his lucky guests come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort. But when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. Alright, so of course this review will be mostly, um, I'm going to just say it's spoiler free. I'll, I'll work hard not to spoil anything. So, uh, we have, you know, five people heading to this island as part of this almost like beta testing participant thing. This is going to be a, uh, huge, you know, basically vacation spot for people to live out their fantasies. So, um, I, we assume that there's some kind of questionnaire taken beforehand, but there's something supernatural, otherworldly going on right away because there's no way these people would be able to know some of the stuff that they know about these participants but uh we have a uh brother combo one of the brothers is an asian gay dude and the other one is uh a straight white male uh and then we have a uh younger girl who seems a little promiscuous uh then we have a dude who um sort of you know the handsome white dude who seems to uh have a chip on his shoulder type thing um he had his so everybody has their own fantasy um and then there's like a middle-aged maybe not middle-aged like what would you say like 30 something yeah like Like, early 40s maybe um woman Mm -hmm. and each of them have has their own like fantasy which is basically what they would like to so the Asian dude and the white dude basically want to just party and live it up. Um, the, uh, you know, le- sort of chip on his shoulder white dude wants to sort of 
live out his fantasy of being in the military because his father was in the military and died a hero, but he never enlisted himself. Uh, and then we have the promiscuous girl who um, is the hot chick, and she wasn't hot all the time. She was apparently like severely bullied in middle school or whatever by another girl, and she wants to basically torture that girl. Um, and then the middle-aged woman wants to sort of relive um, her fit, like her declining to marry her um, boyfriend, you know, a guy who proposed to her. She wasn't ready to take the next step, so she gets to live out a fantasy of where she did marry him and has kids. So it's it's done in a basically they're just living out this stuff that they want. Um, there's no like holograms or anything. They are just living it out in on this island. Um, and basically, um, things sort of go wrong a little bit. Uh, there's definitely some sinister stuff to this whole thing. Like uh, we first see the girl, uh, the hot chick, torturing her. Uh, middle school or high school abuser and realizing eventually like holy crap this isn't a hologram this is a real person so she goes to save her and this that and the other um, and then all the stories kind of intertwine a little bit the military dude is actually being shot at you know and his twist is that he's actually in his father's platoon so he has a chance to reunite with his father that he hadn't seen since he was a kid um Sound about right on all this? Yeah. Okay, so let's just get into, like, what we liked and didn't like. Um, you can start if you want. Yeah, um, you know, out of the movies we've seen so far this year, I, I was pretty entertained by this, which, I don't, by the way, I don't know if you realize this is, like, based off of a 70s TV show. I told you that, and you were like, nah, dude. You told me there was an original movie to this. You know what I meant. I wasn't gonna. Well, you were like, you should watch it, and it's if it's like a, the pilot. It was like a five season TV show, whatever. Okay, but anyway, yeah. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was actually a pretty entertaining film. Um, I think it had some cool, you know, sets like the part where the dudes are going to party at that party. It's like this insanely huge party with like all these girls and bikinis and a swimming pool and all that so it had like a lot of uh cool stuff to just look at there were some moments in it that were kind of comedic as well um a few of them were a little bit cringy but some of them worked for me i thought they were rather uh funny um the movie though to me it almost feels like you're like kind of thrown into it from the start and they don't i think they eventually do but they don't really explain how all these people ended up there that well they're just it, it opens up with them all arriving on the island and then they're kind of like saying like oh here's the fantasy I want and all that so um I feel like there's not a ton of development with it um and then the biggest issue really is kind of how it all wraps up at the end there's like a reveal and it's super duper ridiculous and cheesy and I kind of get I, it's like I kind of understand it's like in a way a message I guess um and it's you know a little bit relatable for me but at the same time it's just super over the top and I will say there is like one line of comedy that makes it like softens it a little bit because it's one of those lines that addresses the fact that it's ridiculous and I always appreciate yeah, a movie I was that... trying to remember what that line is I can't even remember it or what it was in reference to but I remember being like okay I'll give the movie a pass since they mm -hmm. they're acknowledging that it's super ridiculous 
yeah, like I remember it, but I'm not going to say because I would probably give away the what happened. But yeah, I, I enjoy that. Um, you know, they kind of did that in Three from Hell, too, with like, you know, they addressed why the one character was acting crazy. But um, so I did like that. Uh, but in general, I think it's an entertaining movie. I didn't think it was anything too special. Oh, it's I definitely, remember the line now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's nothing special in my opinion. It's, it feels, um, very tame to very PG 13. It, mm. it, it doesn't, well, it feel, doesn't feel like a, stri- it was almost marketed more of a horror film than it actually is. Yeah. It's more, it feels more like an adventure survival thriller of sorts. Um, probably the most horrific moment is her, you know, torturing that girl, but all the other little stories you get don't really play out that like that too much. So, um, but it was all right. It was all right. It wasn't great, but it, I just thought it was all right. So what did you think of it? Yeah, you know, there was some stuff that I really liked about it and some stuff that I really didn't like. For one, I really liked the concept, this like sort of almost like Final Destination-esque uh, narrative where they're seeing like how these stories play out and, you know, like how they don't... They, like how they're connected to each other and intertwined and stuff like that. I kind of liked all that, but it just, um, there was, a, you know, you know, and I like that torture scene, you know, cause it was like kind of funny and you like the audience kind of knows what's going on right away. Um, and then also just the, um, there's like this like lurchy dude who is like this doctor slasher villain character. Who's like kind of hunting them. Uh, at the same time, and actually Michael Rooker is in this too. He's pretty. Oh cool. yeah, I forgot about him. Um, but uh, the, I think that like the it's super convoluted. Like even the uh, reason that they're the reason for the Fantasy Island is convoluted. Like uh, the reason for the characters being there is convoluted. Like it is very convoluted. Like the film does acknowledge it at one point, but it's super ridiculous. Um, I think where the film like really kind of like loses me is like with the whole like Colombian esque like drug lord type dude who's like looking for the cocaine and like with the guns and the you know the hostages and stuff. I feel like that really kind of takes it out of the horror territory and and mm-hmm. it becomes something else. I actually think for the most part in this film, the comedy, like, 100% works. Like, I didn't have a beef with, like, any of the comedy, really. really. Um, I think that the, you know, it's kind of, like, try. it's, like, trying to be hip at times, too. And I get that. You know, it's for, yeah. like, the, the modern audience, teens and stuff like that. So I was okay with that. That stuff usually doesn't bother me. Uh the setting was really cool like the island setting like it feels like a big big movie it really does feel like the budget was there on this one Mm. um i think overall it just i don't think that it really fleshed out a good concept and it kind of becomes like level one-ish throughout the whole thing like the the basis of what you would come up with this idea um and it could have gotten a little bit deeper it could have gotten a little bit better and I think that overall, I was entertained throughout the whole movie. I will say that. I didn't have yeah. a problem. I, I wasn't like, 
like with the turning where I was like waiting and praying for it to end. Same thing with the uh, uh, the grudge. Mm. Um, like the gr- I remember just like couldn't wait for the grudge to end. Like I just wanted to oh, leave yeah. so bad. Um, I didn't have that with this film at all. I, I actually enjoyed watching the whole thing. I just don't think it's like that good. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at on it. I think that it just kind of is basic in a lot of ways. It's entertaining. It's, you know, basic entertaining stuff, but it just could have been better. It just feels like it could have been better. I liked aspects about it, but I didn't like some stuff too. Yeah, it's like one of those throwaway movies that I could see watching with a group of friends and kind of enjoying. So I do give it that because I feel like nowadays, even the movies that you think are just going to be, oh, a mindless movie I could sit back and watch and be entertained by at least aren't even like that. The Grudge being a good example of that where it's just super boring and not well made. This movie, like you said, you could see that there is a budget to it. So it's entertaining to look at. It's got decent comedy moments and... uh uh, you know, the story is entertaining for the most part, so it's one of those ones that I could watch again and be alright with, but I don't think it's anything super fantastic. Alright, so with that said, let's get into ratings here. Uh, I will go first. Um, man, you know, I this has been sort of a lukewarm year for me, and mm-hmm. I, I think I, I don't know if I've like been harsher. I think I am. I, I, I think I'm actually being a little bit harsher. Somebody else brought that up, too. Um, but my ratings just aren't like, I'm just not going super easy on these films. Like Listen, they have oh, to earn their ratings. Keep in mind. It is dump month. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Okay. Um, I, I like almost feel nervous to say these ratings sometimes, but, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a six. Like hesitant on it. I, yeah, I feel honest, like this is a classic six point two five, but I don't do that. So, yeah, I don't think I've gotten bitter with my age just yet, like you with movies, because I am very generous with my ratings. Still, even if I don't think it's a good movie, I have a hard time rating stuff below the six range or the five range, rather. But um, this one I did. I gave a seven to this one because. 7 out of 10, just because it was pretty entertaining to me. See, my thing is, like, I just think that Hansel and Gretel is, like, way better. Not way yeah, better. Not, honestly, not way better, but better. And mm-hmm. I gave that a 7, I think. So I was just like, I, I can't give this, like, the same rating. That is a good point, when you really compare Which films, isn't but... the best thing to do, because, like, they're kind of living their own world of ratings, but mm-hmm. I was just thinking, I'm using that as a standard for the year. Like, okay, this is what my 7s look like. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Is that it? That'll do it. All right. So next week, guys, we will have a episode on the lodge. We we were originally going to make it on the boy too, but honestly, we saw both of them this week, and we feel like the lodge is the more title film. So we're mm-hmm. going to go with the lodge. And if you're keeping track. Uh, with our, we now have seen six films, I think. Yes. Six films from 2020 and I am 046, <laughs> I think. 
if there was six, I'm 0 for 6. In in terms of listable films, meaning films that have potential to make lists, films I would be happy with on lists. So, The Grudge, no. The Turning, no. Underwater, no. What was after that? Gretel and Hansel. Gretel and Hansel, no. That's probably the closest. Yeah. And then this film, no, I guess that's, or no, uh, After Midnight, After Midnight. No. This film, no. Yeah, I honestly, you know, I'm rating things higher than you, but I completely agree. I would not want to be like, here's my top 10 list for 2020. I would not feel comfortable doing that. So well, I pretty much. What? Good. No, what were you going to say? Good. I was done. Oh. Will the Lodge or the boy break the trend? Will one of them be the first good film of 2020? Find out next time on his and hers movie podcast you're stupid why am i stupid <laughs>